Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another Live the Fuel show. So today I'm bringing on, yes, once again, another new co-host. We are never running out of new co-hosts for you, the listeners and the watchers on YouTube. Uh, but this gentleman uh, actually airs from the East Coast, but he's yeah. coming into us from San Diego on the West Coast, California. And this gentleman is the founder of Ignite Purpose, the ultimate coaching for conscious impact-driven entrepreneurs, creatives, future leaders, and those seeking an extraordinary and exceptional life. I'm going to enjoy talking to this gentleman. He's also the creator of Speak Express Impact, a powerful training for people who wish to speak more effectively and express more authentically to create greater impact in the world. And this guy, he's got an incredible story of going from mess to success and adversity to abundance. At one point, bankrupt emotionally, financially, and spiritually to now living an extraordinary life of passion, purpose, and fun. So to close this out, he has built three businesses and for the last seven years has been guiding his clients to permanently eliminate negative patterns, heal broken relationships, start or resurrect businesses, and live extraordinary lives. So this guy hosts a live Facebook show, man. I mean, called The Transmission, five days a week, Monday through Friday providing breakthrough insights to move audience members from adversity to abundance. His motto is ignite your purpose, live your passion, love your life. Welcome to the show, Dallas Sierra. Thank you, brother. How's it going? Dude, I'm enjoying this. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, a little more sunny in your neck of the woods. Our video watchers will be able to actually take advantage of that. It's already nightfall here. Uh, I'm an hour north of Philadelphia and an hour and a half west of New York City. So I'm in like mm -hmm. a little sweet spot. And uh, we've already lost the sun, and you're still enjoying the beautiful rays of San Diego, California. Yeah, it's fantastic. How long have you been out there now, man? I, I moved out here six years ago. Wow, okay. Or seven now, seven. Now, um, do you know my boy, Michael O'Neill? Yeah, definitely. The Solopreneur Hour, yeah. He was episode 001 of the show. So Yeah, awesome. Going away, that's September 2016. So Yeah, good guy. Yeah. Uh, watch Connoisseur. Porsche enthusiast. Uh, now, if you're talking to Michael, Brother. it's Porsche. Porsche. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, again, only a Porsche owner would actually clarify that for you, so, <laughs> right? It's like I mean, I mean, I've been saying Porsche for years. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I did not know that the vernacular was thrown off. So, um, no, that's cool, man. So, I mean, he's only been out there for maybe that long because he was originally he was just posting today actually on social media that uh, you know it's been a certain amount of years since he relocated from Denver, Colorado. So now did you go from Connecticut to San Diego, like straight there? Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, my father moved out to California. So uh, at the age of 11, my dad left, moved 3000 miles away. And this is where he landed. He wanted to, um, he wanted to, he was, he was going through what I now often assist my clients going through, which was a major life transition. I was going to say, is that a kind of like a wake up call on learning how to love your life as your tagline on your website? Real quick for yeah. ladies and gentlemen, ignitingyourpurpose.com. Uh, mm -hmm. But you got that tagline on there, man, love your life. And there's yeah. a lot of people who don't. Well, yeah, no, why else are we here? You yeah. Know, honestly, at the, at, the, at the very least. So um, yeah, he moved out here. It, it, yes, because... 
at the time, you know, of course, I'm a kid. I was heartbroken and sad, of course, and probably stored well, what I what I now know is I stored a lot of anger from that experience that I got to uh, release and let go of and grow from. Uh, and at the time, it was it was sad, you know, dad dad leaving and he was my best friend and all that. Um, we got, we maintained a really good a good relationship. I'd spend summers out here. So when I was a kid, I'd fly out to San Diego and I would spend summers. And my aunts and uncles were here. My other cousins was were here. And when I was back home in Connecticut, I was an only child. It was just me, and it was all about me. So that was kind of awesome. But like I'm an only child, so it was like my 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 mom and my stepdad and my aunts and like my remaining aunt and uncle that were there. My grandparents were just they would shower me and take care of me. You had a good support system, is what I'm hearing. I did, yeah. Yeah, for the most part, I did. I grew up in the hood. Um, <laughs> well, wait, hold on. What, what what would be the hood? So the hood, the hood for me was Hartford, Connecticut. Hartford. Oh, oh, I've been I've been there yeah. many times. Yes. Yeah. So yes. there's hard there's hard hit in New Britain. There's gun wave in New Haven. There is. <laughs> These these are terminologies. The hard, I should hard probably not be laughing about this. But... No, it, well, in all honesty, um, you know, in the '90s, as far as like the 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 you know. Uh, drug trade and, and and gun trafficking it was just as high as any borough in your roughest new york city yeah. so i think it's interesting to bring that up because obviously this is 2018 sure. god i mean the past just 2017 2018 let's go ahead and roll 2016 in there there's been a whole lot of gun crap you know in the news in wow. in our world obviously stuff heavily tied back to connecticut right not too long ago um and I think people don't realize that if you don't go to these states or these areas, maybe you don't realize it. People think, oh, well, it's beautiful colonial or, you know, the New England area, right, where our country was born. Greenwich and Farmington. That's what they yeah, think of. Right. And it's like, uh, no, I've been to all these areas that you're talking about. And trust me, um, yeah, there's good parts and bad parts. So. Yeah, there is an inner city for sure. I mean, and that and that, those are my most, most formative years. I mean, growing up, I was... I was one of, I don't know, five white kids in my entire uh, five, 10 mile radius. I, I didn't hang out with anybody white. Yeah. <laughs> well, not until I was 15. And then, and then when I did, everybody that I hung out with was uh, in very much immersed in the hip hop culture. So even the white kids were like me. We were all obsessed with hip hop and graffiti and break dancing. We were, you know, I was part of a B-boy crew. So we were traveling and break dancing. I was a battle MC. It's, it's one of the first things that really sharpened my skills to be a speaker. To, to be in order, like to to be to be able to think quickly on my feet, to be in flow, to be able to magnetize an audience, to be able to bring through confidence and bravado, to be able to speak my mind, all of that got formed in being in these very competitive circles where I it was just me and another person and a microphone, they would start playing a beat and it was it was doggy dog, you know. And you just said that you just said that the, the thing you knew was going to get that person to lose and step off stage. And, uh, and I was always, fortunately, I was always the last man standing. I was going to say, man, when I think of battle MC, I mean, I hate to bring it up, but like, you know, Slim Shady you know, himself, like that's, I, I just, yeah, it was in the movies, right? You, you think about it. Actually, mm -hmm. we were just watching the documentary of, um, uh, Tupac actually mm -hmm. uh we geek we don't have like cable and stuff so we only do like apple tv mm -hmm. or netflix so that way we, we control yeah. what kind of exposure we have and we love documentaries everything from you know science and stuff all the way out to just hey man i grew up in the 90s i was like i want to know you know a cool i want to see their perspective on the whole tupac thing so mm -hmm. 
Totally. totally. That's pretty and cool, I'm, man. I'm the same way about media that you actually touch on a certain point. Um, you know, it, it, there becomes a time, I, I believe, in our shift in consciousness. I think this is why we're seeing things like Prime, T, Prime Video and Netflix and Hulu and Apple TV, why they're shifting their form of programming um, because they're, they're understanding the viewer wants to now control versus literally being programmed and not having the, the, ch the choices. Now we get to choose what we watch, when we watch it, how we watch it. And um, that, I think that shows a shift in our evolution and the, the viewer coming first. Well, I think it's important. I mean, I'm going to actually go ahead and throw some screen share up here too for the video feed because obviously your your new site, you know, not maybe not new, but you're really trying to focus on this new seven weeks, seven steps to ignite your purpose, live your passion, and love your life, right? So mm. something you're hitting on right now. <laughs> right there. What's that? <laughs> the the video words pause is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I actually did pause. I was actually starting to watch some of it. So, but the point was um, what you just hint on, right? Like, so. I was lucky enough to make crazy decisions and say, great, I'm leaving the corporate world. I gave away a lot of my possessions and moved out West for a couple of years based out in Arizona. And since you're in Cali, I actually was stationed in, um, Oh God, I forget the, the, the name of the forest. It's not really a forest, but outside of San Diego, but we got to go and hang out at ocean beach one day while we we're waiting for reassignment. Cause I was serving with the federal government as a wildland firefighter. That was my, my two, my two year escape. So I fought wildfires all over the West uh, when I was 31, 32. So it's you know, eight, year, nine years ago. was one to watch, man. Well, yeah, I, I played and I was on a hotshot crew. So we, we were sent to all the hotshots do the, do, do the down and dirty, man. We get the hardcore crap. So, yeah. uh, and you guys, well, Northern California did not have a good year. All right. You guys got your, basically your ass is handed to them. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've been monitoring it cause I can't let it go. It's still part of my life. And I still have, mm -hmm. uh, brothers and sisters from that profession still serving. So, um, but the point here is this, thanks to that transition, that lifestyle, I mean, we were hardly ever at our home base in Arizona. We were traveling. So the only TV exposure I had is if we were lucky enough to get assigned to a, and like be able to stay at a hotel, most of the time we were camping. So, and then after that, I was like, well, I already gave away everything I had. My life fit in my car. So when I moved to Colorado, I was like, why buy a television? I haven't had a television in two years. So I, uh, and then when I moved back here to the East Coast in 2012 or 13, and now it's 2018. Uh, until I moved in and you know got connected with my fiance, I didn't have a TV. So even my, my old apartments, I was always out and about. <laughs> so yeah. I got to really control what kind of media exposure I have. And I, I, yeah. I and here's what I'm going to tell all this. I want to hear your feedback, man. Part of my igniting your purpose, right? Living with passion, loving your life, is reducing the negativity in your life. And I yeah. want to hear your feedback on this because I don't read the newspaper. I don't watch the news. I have the option of searching for that on Google, but I it's not even in my mind anymore. I don't look for what I call the negative news powerhouses. So sure. is that part of something some of the components you may speak about or teach about? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I take people through uh, a, a, a experience of going through the, the place of being in, uh, in resistance to everything in their life without even consciously realizing the degree to which they're in resistance to the things in their life, becoming conscious that they're in resistance to those things, changing that resistance, and then going into layers deeper of understanding, um, getting a more clear awareness of how they operate. Mm. Uh, the, the forest through the trees, 
and then all the way to, you know, the, the atoms in the trees. Like, nice. So not, not even going root deep, man. You're going like cellular. <laughs> yeah. Molecular. Exactly. Nice. Exactly. And literally, literally there, there is actual, um, uh, DNA shifts and cellular cellular shifts that I intend that I know happen through the work that we do as we wake up the energy centers in the body, as we have certain discussions, because now we know with epigenetics and, and with neuroplasticity, how actually, how we are able to, how we are able to shift and you can awaken dormant DNA, which they used to call junk DNA, which is kind of, I, I tell people all the time, still exists. you're just reinforcing it from a well, it actually, it is related to a scientific level, but you not being a scientist, right? Mm-hmm. I've had scientists, biologists, and neurologists and neurosurgeons on this show that are way more well-known than I am, and they mm-hmm. all reinforce from all different angles the point of you can literally reprogram your DNA by shifting your lifestyle, especially to a healthier state of mind and body. And that's the beauty. Like, your point, epigenetics, anything else, you're awakening things that are already there. I mean, yeah. actually, the famous I've had the famous Dr. Dr. Jack Cruz on this show. And everybody talks about biohacking nowadays. And he, when he was on the show back on episode 51, and he was like the most viral episode ever on this show. Like what, Downloads still go crazy because of the keyword recognition. But he's, uh, he said, listen, Scott, when you're ready to move beyond the biohacking, he's like, come join my camp. He's like, we're mitohackers. He's like, we, hi- we, are, we are looking to teach and educate people to realize that this is much, much deeper. We're going down to the mitochondrial level you know, within the cell, the power plants within the cell. And then obviously digging even deeper to DNA. It's just, yeah. some people don't think at this level yet. Like you need people no. like us talking well, about this. But, but that's okay. And that's okay. We're the, that's the other thing I want to mention is that where they're at is okay. Right. There's no, there's no comparison or judgment in my world. Right. Uh, you can't compare and love, you can't compare or, and, or judge somebody and love them at the same time. And that includes yourself. You can't okay. compare anything or anyone you can't judge yourself to, against anything and still love yourself at the same time and i i believe in only moving towards things that make us feel lighter that make us feel good and that make us feel more experience of unconditional love and so what he's saying is one completely true number two i say even go another layer deeper to the actual to the ether to to the spiritual form of it because avatars ascended masters and spiritual masters have been able to astro travel and leave their body and appear in multiple places at once for centuries centuries christ did this and and yogananda and babaji have done this and all these other individuals that some some people may or may not know about i mean but, you're dropping names that i've never heard of so i'm like i'm, I'm intrigued so <laughs> yeah so this is the, i mean i've been studying stuff like this we're for, going we're going beyond we, physics here man so we are we are well the, the, the reason why i'm bringing this up is because it, it all ties together the epigenetics the mitochondria all the way to the spiritual it comes back to the, the thing you just asked about the media, mm-hmm. right? If, if we start to be conscious of what we're absorbing and taking in, then we can be in more, and I don't love the word control because it gives kind of a false understanding, but we can, mm. we, we can have more authority, more authority. We can have more choice of will over the things that we experience and create in our outer world if we're more present to the things we're choosing in our inner world. That I agree with. I mean, I, so I think we, so many of us are focused externally and not focusing internally, and right. there is a balance. Right. Yeah, totally. Well, my experience is, is there really is nothing external except for what we're projecting internally. Okay. Whatever is going on in your inner world is exactly what you are projecting 
on the movie screen of your exterior world. Now, what awakened you to that level of a thought process? I've, um, I can tell you when I was a kid, I, there was like a, a calling. I, I, I personally believe that we go through revolutions and evolutions in different lifetimes. Okay. So, so each time that we come back to this experience, we have the opportunity to evolve. So you'll get people who say, oh man, that kid's in, like you, I'm sure you've heard this term, like the term of someone being an old soul. Yes, definitely. Right. And, and, and interestingly enough, I've talked to people who don't believe in, um, in past lives who still use that term because it's a, it, because the, the, the cliche of it has really seeped into like, you know, the, the mass consciousness so much. So the point is, is I, I believe that, you know, we, we come here for certain experiences because of that, we, um, have evolved to a place where you might come into this lifetime and be beyond what your current surroundings might be showing you. And you chose to come in at that lifetime to go through that to get your next level of remembrance and understanding and growth and quote unquote evolution, moving you forward more and more closely to enlightenment, whatever that means for you. There used to be this one understanding of enlightenment. You go to a mountain, you live in a cave, turn out the world, and eventually you, you know, you, you disappear and you're one with God. What we're understanding now is that there's many paths to the same point in the mountain, that there's many evolutions to get to enlightenment. So to answer your question, I kind of came in with this felt sense that there was something greater than my experience and kind of this internal calling. Now, a lot of people, what I'm noticing when, when, when they're starting to use words like manifestation, mm. um, it, because the law of attraction has now been made popular by the movie The Secret more than 20, almost 20, almost 20 years ago. I've I've watched that movie. I've read the book. I have the I have the audio book. I've listened to the audio book probably five six times. I do I do like at least twice a year just because I get something different every time out of it. Yeah. The very first time I watched the movie, I was like, "What the hell is this hokey crap?" <laughs> I, let's be real. All right, but then as as your mindset is opened up and as you increase your level of exposure in the different areas that that movie and book hit on, right? It's because you're hitting things from a physical to a spiritual to an energy standpoint, right? So there's, it just depends on who you are and what you're opened up to is what I, my yeah. hypothesis is on that. It sounds like that's what you're hitting on too, right? Where are you you're, at today and what are you strong. open to? That's it. That, that, that'll determine what you hear when you hear the thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Everyone will watch that movie, everyone will watch that movie and watch a totally different movie. Yeah. Exactly what you just well, said. The first time I watched that movie was probably six years ago. So right. compare it, if I go back, which I do once or twice, at least one, well, movie wise, I only watch like once a year, but because now I have the audio book in my audible library. So I, okay. I mean, I travel so much, I can just boom, hit play whenever I want. So like I said, I probably listen to that at least twice a year minimum, just to uh, see what else I'm going to get differently out of it. I love audible. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, my my, my audible library is way bigger than my physical library. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Mine's growing too. Exactly. That and Kindle because I just is traveling lighter. But yeah. so I'll I'll share with you personally and your audience. And I'd love to hear any good books that you recommend on Audible. The two of my favorites that I'll recommend to you right now that would also help with the answer to this question here that you asked um, is uh, uh, the Book of Knowing and Worth by Paul Siegel. Hmm. And this was a book that was uh, what is called um, transmitted and or downloaded. You know, there's, there's been multiple people throughout time who have been channels, 
right, uh, mediums or channels. And so this person channeled this book. Um, the other book is, if you're familiar with Neil Donald Walsh in his famous um, uh, list of books, which is uh, Conversations with God. Oh. It's sold, I mean, next to like Chicken Soup of the Soul in the Bible, it's, it's his, his Conversations with God books have sold like hundreds of millions in multiple languages and countries. So the fourth book, specifically the fourth book, Awaken the Species, Conversations with God, Awaken the Species, those two books, the book of knowing and worth and conversation with God, Awaken the Species, will give you insight to the stuff that I've been studying and understanding and teaching even before I heard those two books, interestingly enough. So I'll, I'll finish the answer by this. When I was 19 years old, a friend of mine for my birthday, actually I think I was 18. When I was 18 years old, a friend of mine for my birthday had a, um, no, I'm, I'm cro crossing two different stories. Okay. When I was 16 years old, a friend of mine had my astrological chart done. Oh. But it was done where it was like, it was like a 20 page document about my specific birth time, date and place. It was very, very specific. Somebody just asked me about that probably like a month ago. Like, Hey man, have you ever had that done? And that's what they were specifically referencing that the way you just described it. Cause there's all different stuff. Like I've seen, uh, the horoscope book that's like, you know, four inches thick. That's like a coffee table book. I think that's a horoscope book. Maybe it's an astrological book. I don't know, but it's I interesting. It. It behind me. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it's different. That's very different from having your own individual chart done. So there, there's uh, different. It, there's different maps now, human maps, out there that exist that can really pinpoint you and your path here as an individual. There's uh, a, a book and a process called the Gene Keys, hmm. and then the book. There's a book and a process called Human Design. One was birthed out of the other, by the way. Okay. There's, human design was first and then gene keys came out of that i'm a, i'm a more of a fan of gene keys but both of these you put in your name date and place and time that you were born and it'll literally give you a map of who you are why you're here and what you're here to do it's insane i mean would you say it's eerily accurate beyond beyond it, it'll tell you things that you don't know that you don't know that you don't know that you need to and we'll know. go back over this in the show notes but what, what specifically just from my whiteboard this what it was called the astrological what? Yeah, the the first one would just be having a uh, an astrological chart, having your Vedic astrology done. Vedic, V E D I C, K V E D I C, Vedic astrology done, and having your whole astrological chart, like your entire chart on just you done, is very different than reading a, your astrology in the newspaper. That's why someone will read the astrology in the newspaper and be like, "What is this crap?" That could pertain to anybody because it could. Hey, this is my year of uh, data and analysis because literally, yeah. as I'm recording this to you, five hours ago, I dropped off my 23andMe DNA test on uh, <laughs> D DNA ancestry and uh, and health. My fiance got it to me for my, my uh, Valentine's yeah. Day. And then I had another doctor on my show. I'm pointing because they're sitting over there, but I have other swab tests sitting here. Those that's a saliva test, but then there's other saliva tests sitting here from a natural medicine doctor. Who's going to do hormonal analysis on my saliva. He's been on the show as well. Uh, shout to Dr. Carson of Carson natural. Um, so it's like, I'm like, you know what, what else could I pack in this year? I already donate blood every eight weeks. So I've already got that very, very high level. So I just oh. found out that my chiropractor that I switched over to, she's trained in deep, deep level, uh, blood analysis, 
even as a chiropractor, because she's such she's very, very smart. So I was like, sweet, I'll be submitting some blood tests through her. So this is the year of just what the hell, what kind of data can I bring back, man? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll add, I'll add some astrological analysis. Let's do this. Yeah, I'd say start with Gene Keys, actually. Gene, Gene Keys? Gene Keys. Oh, Gene Keys. Gene Keys, yeah, even better. G E N E Keys.net. Gene Keys.net. Yeah, and just put in your birthday and your time of birth. And then what you'll get, and it's something if you, if you and I want to talk at some point or do a second show or whatever, I can walk you through what, what the chart is. This is something that I teach in my coaching because I believe in working. So we, with- why don't we do that? Cause I'm already yeah. intrigued by this shit. This is awesome. Uh, like I was like, dude, I'll, I'll do the gene keys thing. And then yeah. we do like a, fo- that's what we're gonna do with Dr. Carson. Uh, yeah. Once I get my analysis done, I told him I'm going to go on his podcast and I don't, I don't believe in HIPAA. I mean, I do believe in HIPAA privacy, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I'm a health nut. Bring it on. Like, Tell the world what my saliva is, my hormones are. I don't care. So that's the whole point of me doing all these tests is I want to put this information out there so people can get over their own hurdle and try this stuff. So so you're saying genekeys.net is my guinea pig analysis. And then that's stuff that you can literally, the results you can yeah, it's it's, it's it's inner and spiritual guidance. It's not necessarily concrete and and uh, not, not concrete and quantifiable the way that this other scientific thing is that you're discussing. Yet the results will be profound because it really will give you a pathway to your greatest life experience and evolution. And like I said, I'm happy to explain more and we can talk on or offline. But if you if you go there and do that, um, you're going to discover kind of like. The, the shadows, because I do a lot of inner shadow work. So, so let me first just kind of put a cat on the question, yes. which was like, why am I, why do I like feel so called to the spiritual metaphysical work? How does that, how did that come up? And I start kind of knowing and understanding these things. And it's because ever since I was a teen, when someone would print, present astrology to me, or when someone would like my aunt gave me the book, the Celestine prophecy, which actually talks about the law of attraction principles more almost two decades before the secret ever did. And there's other books that there's other books that did as well, but the Celestine Prophecy is like by James Redfield was like the one of the first in the New Age. And it, t- it tells a story, but based on actual law of attraction, based on universal laws, because there's more than just the law of attraction is one universal law. There's more than thirteen. Right. And so, and so long story short, when I was given that book when I was 19 by my aunt, after having my astrological chart done when I was 16. All of these things, one, when I got them in my hands, felt like a knowing. It felt like a remembering. It felt like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, oh, I love this. Not only did I feel energized by it, it felt like it was something I was supposed to be studying in it and that it just made sense. There was nothing in me that was like, stupid. It just clicked. That's why I believe that we do have different revolutions and evolutions when we come back in because that's a part of me saying, oh, yeah, I remember this. I used to study this in a previous lifetime, or this is exactly what I called into experience in this lifetime, because we're all creating our journey. So that's why now everyone's waking up at, at their perfect time, no comparison, no judgment. So someone else might not have that type of, you know, that, that type of epiphany or aha, or get an astrological chart in their hand or the gene keys in their hand until they're 30, 40, 50, 60, who cares as long as you get it is my, always my point. And then when you do, when you have that knowing, that's your DNA. That's your that's a, a part of you on a spiritual level and on a cellular level waking up and saying, oh, I remember this. 
because your soul is just saying, oh yeah, I've been here. I've done this. And it's, it's just, that's all this is about just remembering and waking up. Hmm. That's pretty cool. So, that's to answer that question. <laughs> no, I love that because I think that whether it be the genekeys.net or my 23andMe or my yep. upcoming saliva hormonal analysis or uh, me just convincing somebody like, dude, just go donate freaking blood. You get a free uh, health check when they send back your cholesterol analysis and blah, blah, blah. Whatever yeah. we're talking about. The point is, if you're new to this stuff, you can't knock it till you try it. Maybe you don't click with the results right away, but hold on to them. Right. Because six months, 12 months, maybe the next event you go to or the next awakening, you, next book you read, all of a sudden mm -hmm. something clicks differently. And then you're like, wait a minute, I have that stuff sitting there in my folder. Let me go back and bring that out. Right. And let's see. Or what I my little hack is I tell people like, hey, if you do something, and it doesn't click. Right. Go in your wonderful little smartphone, use them for good and set a reminder either six to 12 months later to say, hey, go back and read this and see if it means something different to you. Mm hmm. So no matter what we're doing, it could be a book, it could be a quote, it could be genekeys.net, it could be them watching one of your YouTube videos. Hell, it could be like something could just click to you like, I'm going to do some screen sharing again because I have the technology. Um, your Instagram feed, right? So you got, a, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, at Dallas underscore Michael underscore Sierra, which is CYR. But you got over 4,800 followers on here. So clearly some of your stuff clicks with some people. Right. Yeah. But like it, they, somebody could just read the, the very last thing you have on or the very first thing I'm reading here. No one needs to lose in order for you to win. It could just yeah. make sense. Right. Yeah. So so this is the thing. You'll see that there's sacred geometry in the background. I, I that. see that. It, yeah. You get some little and, and subliminal there. I like that. The universe. Right. Yep. Now, this is this is what I feel my gift and purpose is here is to connect people who are very, very grounded, military background. Um, a, a lot of CrossFitters, for some reason, are attracted to me. Because I think it's because I've been on specific podcasts. Yeah. So, I, I just got that trophy two weeks ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love CrossFit. I, I, I had to see him. I'm like, well, I'm 40 now. So I was yeah. like, oh, I'm the young guy in the CrossFit world, because I'm a master's athlete now, 40 plus. So I'm like, but I'm the young guy. So I was like, let me go see if I can win a comp. <laughs> there you go. Rock it out. I love that. Keep, keep, keep growing and staying young forever, dude. That's so, it, baby. So, so the point is, is like that what you're, what you're saying speaks to my a personal philosophy, which is like, I take these very concrete, grounded, physical individuals who are usually linear and analytical and still stuck in resisting life and having a challenge and open them up to this new evolution that we're experiencing to understand why what was happening why what used to work doesn't work anymore mm -hmm. here's why and i connect them to the the deeper understanding on the metaphysical and spiritual level the other aspect is taking someone who's very spiritual, two feet in the clouds, may seem very woo-woo to most people, and then grounding them because I, I do focus on very concrete, practical results. To me, it is a blend of the masculine and feminine energy, a blend of the right brain and the left brain, a blend of who are you being and aspiring in terms of your evolution and or enlightenment, as well as what the frick are you doing here on the planet and getting done. Well, and it's interesting you bring up what, what the freak are you being here on the planet, right? So eventually, I do, I truly believe we all eventually get that question popped into our head, right? It can be worded many different ways, right? Purpose. Like I, I, I just got done sharing one of your uh, posts from back in November. It was, uh, you are perfect because even your flaws have purpose, right? And Thank I you. think especially with this millennial generation, so shout out to our millennial listeners 
Um, I've always talked about as, as a Gen Xer, I feel it's our responsibility and our, 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 I think the gratitude of the universe allowing us to hopefully some of us give back to the next generation. Right. I just, I just, I just had on, I just aired, I just aired my first ever podcast with a rabbi. Okay. I have zero connectivity to rabbis and Jewish whatever, but this guy just launched a book um, about the joy of intimacy. Mm-hmm. And he, this guy, you could tell me he's got the white beard going down to his belly. I mean, he's, he's never shaved his beard in his life. He's 70 years old. This guy's got wisdom. And he oh, said absolutely. one of the biggest things that is a crime to humanity is the fact that we all keep thinking that we can reinvent the wheel, right? He's like, long story short, it's the same shit recycled over and over and over again. The only thing that's real crime is that the people with the wisdom are not passing it on. So it was an interesting point he put out there, right? So it's like, we're not always going to be drawn to, let's say, you or let's say me. The most important thing that people, especially the millennials, are looking for, they're looking for the mentorship. They are looking for the guidance. They are, I feel, enlightened to the point where they're reaching a point of frustration. Yes, 100%. Because you've nailed it 100%. Actually, my assistant... Uh, kind of helping me with a lot of my social media and, and my and my brand image and what all those memes and some of the some of the the editing on my on my most recent videos is a millennial who's actually launching a, a brand for millennials and so the partnership is so ideal right now nice. because I believe they have a lot to teach us and we have so much to teach them and that combination is really, really powerful. Well, and and that goes back to the the importance of the Gen X, right? Because we're stuck between baby boomers who, I can't help it, no offense, I I have a lot of colleagues that are baby boomers and I have to constantly remind them in the professional space, I'm like, guys, like they're frustrated with the millennial generation. They keep generalizing that statement. And I'm like, first of all, please stop generalizing. Uh, Generalizing is not recommended. But in general, don't general. In general, right? (laughs) In general, it's not recommended. but the like, oh my God, I can't stand these new millennials. They don't want to work, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, dude, they're looking for guidance. They're looking for mentorship. They're looking for purpose. And if you give and them they that. Want, they don't want to fit into your old broken system. Right. That's it. Yeah. It's like, plus, I mean, again, th- we have generational shifts for a reason. Uh, the, the generation prior to, the, to our baby boomers, right? Like they grew up mm-hmm. through war. I mean, a whole different level of war. We're not, I mean, yes, I'm not saying like the 90s had war, right? There was Middle East war. Different war, dude. We're talking about like World War, World War One, World War Two, Vietnam. That was a whole different generation. So, and even going back before that, the whole feast and famine and, and uh, the Great Depression, I mean, these are different mindsets. So mm-hmm. there's so much abundance now that there's more freedom of thought, right? Yeah, back then- totally. There wasn't a lot of room for freedom of thought. You had to go to work, provide for your family, survive the war. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how, I mean, maybe I'm not summing that up properly, but uh, it's, I think this is the, the awakening that people aren't realizing that we need to realize from the millennials is they're trying to give us a hint like, dude, we have all this tech. We have all this freedom. We're not looking to be spoiled per se. We just want to know what the hell to do with all this. Because yeah. the prior generations helped build it. We just, the prior generations didn't know what the hell to do with it now. Because, like, we've helped build it. And where's it going? <laughs> so that you, what you're hitting on is is what uh, we're understanding is, is that the, the newer generations always lead the direction of where we go next. Always. It's just, it's just period. The end. That's the fact. 
And so that you're so spot on. So what, what was your journey then? Like, how did you all of a sudden get to conversations like this? And, and from your, oh, I did your- not always talk like this. Um, but yeah, I, uh, dude, I grew up, I grew up a farm kid born in New Jersey. My dad had a dairy farm, dude. Uh, and then moved to Pennsylvania, got a smaller farm because my dad wanted to grow up around hard work and know how to survive. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, I had two jobs, if not three, sometimes my whole life. And mm-hmm. I, I started chasing the corporate dreams really young. I see, I start seeing money, right? Money was my driving factor from young age. Cause we didn't have a ton. Yeah. And you know, you know, obviously years go by and you chase the corporate dreams and you get the promotions. And I mean, I was mid twenties making 65 grand a year without a college degree. Mm-hmm. Same. My, my, my friends were coming out of college. Like how the hell are you making this much? You don't have a freaking degree. I was like, mm-hmm. cause I worked hard for it, dude. Now, eventually yeah. I'm like, Oh, well I'm reaching a point in my career advancement where it makes sense to have a degree. So I start struggling to go back to school. Cause I think I need that. And don't get me wrong. I'm not bashing education, but no, that's, that's how I got my degree was struggling to go back right. to school. Like I went on nights and weekends, dude. Okay. I was like nights and weekends banging it out. Yeah, uh, I, I actually found a school that had an accelerated program cause I wanted to hack that shit. It just means it burned me out even more. Um, but I, you know, I finished my BS in, in, in uh, marketing and psychology and I'm the first person in my family to have a college degree. So all mm-hmm. these things, and I still like, don't, I'm not happy. Right. Like I, I leave my company. I, you know, I no longer have tuition reimbursement. I'm trying out other careers. I bounce yeah. from telecommunications to, uh, it to finance. And then I'm like, dude, as soon as this degree's done, I met this cool chick. She's from the mm-hmm. West coast. And I'm really flash. I'm fast forwarding the story for you, but, cool. uh, dude, she was just so laid back, like total yogi mindset, didn't care in the world, like so cute, so natural, no makeup, just oh, she was gorgeous. And mm-hmm. um, you know, short short term little love affair there for a few months, but she was moving back west to become a hotshot wildland firefighter. <laughs> and I was like, I'm oh, sorry, cool. I'm sorry, what the hell's that? Number one, right. I didn't know that hot shots were like the elite and then girls getting into that is like even harder, but she's mm-hmm. like, well, I know people and I work hard and I'm going to go do this because I want to heal people. And she would just want to make enough money to pay for her own program to go to a massage school. That's what she wanted to do with her life. I was like, cool. what a simple mindset. Like mm-hmm. it was beautiful. And it took me a while to wrap my head around that. So then I decided like, fine, when this degree is done, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go be a firefighter. <laughs> and I had no firefighting background. So while I was going back to school, finishing up my senior year nights and weekends, I found a program in Long Island, New York that was gonna, that does certification in wildland firefighting. So I go up there, bang that out, then graduate. While I was there, I networked with the instructor. The, net, the instructor is connected in Colorado. Him and his wife invite me out to stay with them in Colorado to go to a second academy to try and network mm-hmm. because it's virtually impossible to get on a hotshot crew. I'm really good at interviewing and speaking. Get on the Hotshot Crew. Thank you, Corporate Space. And um, yeah, that then fast forward, gave everything away, fit my life in the car, took my athletic gear with me, moved to Arizona. So thank you, Corporate Space. Yeah. Right. So like when I first left the corporate space, it was just like, oh my God, I, I shunned it. It was the right, whole- right, right. Now I recognize like the perfect pieces to the puzzle are always there. It's whether or not we look back and see it in, in that in that Dude, manner. I was bashing that probably for the first first six months of this podcast and I even I've started dialing back away from that. I'm like, you know what? It served me when it made sense. And I should, sure. I should not bash the corporate space. Some people click 
and they need yeah. to be in that space. But eventually, I truly believe you reach a point of enlightenment or growth where it's like you are capable of more. And if it's it's a big risk, you know, entrepreneurship's not easy. I'm still figuring that out. I think we always are figuring it out. But the whole point is, you know, after doing crazy stuff, like I'm crazy athletic, I do a lot of crazy stuff. That's a whole different story for you. Mm -hmm. But, you know, from cycling to rock climbing to skydiving to, you know, I've run marathons, I've done all that crap. I'm a CrossFit coach, I've, I compete in CrossFit competitions. Like I get bored. Um, so, the point is, is challenge yourself. Take the yeah. risks. I'm not, I'm that guy, dude. Like I'm, that's why it, my, my logo has fire in it. The fire came from firefighting. Live the fuel was born yeah. after that firefighting life experience to teach me so sure. much more to life. And now I'm yeah. back in the business space. I'm doing sales and marketing, consulting and branding where I was like, dude, that was kind of full circle. I'm actually using my degree as right. an entrepreneur. Huh? Never would have planned that. I was planning on being a, you know, a mountainous, you know, <laughs> a, a mountain zone firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing the synchronicities to our path too because like you know the same thing you know i was in in a corporate setting making about the same amount and i built a financial planning practice even then making kind of the same amount and hitting certain goals went back to school night school accelerate and it was an accelerated school same exact thing uh, got my bs you got the hustle <laughs> yeah did two jobs for more than 10 years oh dad yeah. i've always dude i've i've been yeah. even when i had the full-time corporate gig dude i was either a bar back a bouncer, mm -hmm. a bartender, spinning a spinning instructor for six years, um, until the firefighting thing, which was yeah. 2010 and 2011. I'd always had multiple gigs, even with my full time gig. I used it to fill in the time. I never. Yeah. I mean, the firefighting was the first time in my life that I was doing one thing, and one thing only. It was. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I mean, and now I'm making six figures, working maybe ten hours a week. <laughs> but let, let, hold on, real quick for our listeners. Yeah. That sounds amazing, but it please is. clarify that that took that took work. All right, we're we're hinting about where we came from and what yeah. we had to figure out. This takes time. You can't yeah. just all of a sudden say, you know what, I'm making I'm making six figures, dude. Because I, I can't. I do, <laughs> I do agree with that, and and, and to some and, and you'd be surprised. Everything is accelerating right now. Everything is accelerating right now, and it, it, in the same way that you can now watch an entire tv series in six hours but it used to take you three months mm -hmm. right because it was once a week on that time at night it was on tv you had no other choice now you can go on netflix they download a whole series you can be done in a day true you can skip the through same, the commercials all that all of it the same is happening in every area of your life i've got clients who you know first year out the gate are starting businesses in, in six figures first year out the gate it's, it's, I wouldn't say necessarily it's an anomaly. It is a, a, all, everything, all things are a choice. Yet what you're leading to, in my personal opinion, uh, because I believe in, in ease and flow, not hustle and grind. Mm -hmm. And I believe that all of our past experiences were perfect. And there's a certain kind of hero's journey that we'll go through as entrepreneurs where there is a stage of, uh, like the learning curve uh, of needing to know what you don't know of needing it to, 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 to do it enough times in order to even know what to iterate and change before you iterate and change, then to get the results of those iterate, you know, iterations and changes to know the next thing to do that absolutely 
does take time. Um, it, depending on how fast you want to move, it will take it will take work and and a conscious effort. Yet I believe if your if your effort is conscious and aligned, then you create so much more leverage and can create so much more speed. Keyword the keyword there is aligned. Right. It's got, it's got to, it's got to feel right. And you're going to make mistakes, dude. Like that's, uh, this is a great way to like sum up this episode too, is everything Like you've been dropping some crazy, unique knowledge bombs that people have been hearing words and phrases and statements from you like earlier, where it's like, what is this guy talking about? But it's interesting how we've come back to this place of what we're hitting on here is alignment, right? It's, we're all at different places on the timeline. We're all at different places of alignment with ourselves and our purpose and what we're trying to do. And I think yeah. so many people, I've been there, right? So many people are like, oh my God, I just want to find purpose. I want everything to make sense. And uh, this sucks and I want something more out of my life. But it's like, mm-hmm. guess what? You got to, you do have to go through some of the suck once in a while. I mean, that's how you learn. Like, you have to make mistakes. You have to learn. Yeah. My motto is your challenges are your greatest. One of my mottos is your challenges are your greatest gifts. That's actually the, the very first module in my, in my coaching program. So in Ignite. How is that your- the Ignite Your Purpose program? Yeah. So in in igniting your purpose, it's basically seven modules that I've reversed engineered, which took me out of being literally bankrupt. I had moved back to living in a basement. And this was after having a very successful, I was a financial planner and had had a pretty successful business. I did it for seven years, but everything broke down and fell apart because of much of what we talked about, not being aligned. Yeah. I had my ladder up against the wrong wall. I was I was running and achieving and running and achieving. And, and then I all of a sudden woke up to how exhausted I was, how hard I was making it, how empty it all was. And then I recognized like, yeah, I could, st- I, I, I decided, wait, I know I can be just as successful, if not more so, and actually feel connected and fulfilled because mm-hmm. I hate this. And that began a whole new journey. And so in that new journey, I, I actually woke up to this series of principles because I had been learning and studying and learning and studying for six years in personal development. Yep. Nothing really changed. I even lived on a mountain at a karma yoga community and learned, uh, you know, learned uh, the eight limbs of yoga and learned uh, pranayama breathing and learned meditation and sat well, with I me. definitely haven't tackled that chapter yet, but uh... yeah, I'm doing silent meditations and vipassanas and medicine, you know, plant medicines. There's, I, I, it'd be hard pressed to find something I haven't done. I'm about to go to India for three weeks. So my, my, my point is, is that I reverse engineered these seven steps. And so now it's like it, it, this, this finding your purpose, this awakening to something more, you can learn it, you know, a repeatable process that is based in principles, not strategies that come and go, not hacks and tips, but actual foundational principles that you can apply that, that work in, you know, in your life, in, in business and in health, as well as in, in, you know, in relationships, because you show up differently. So everything you experience becomes different, you know, and and the very first one is what you were talking about. It's like looking at all these things that we've been fighting and have experienced as obstacles and seeing them as not only uh, things that we've created, we created them, understanding how we created them, understanding why there's people who've had traumatic experiences. You know, I talk about some really, really painful experiences in my life, such as being molested as a child. I have no problem talking about these things Mm -hmm. because 
I understand now how and why I would have created things like that in my life. And people say, how could you ever say you created something like that? And it's because I know that we're making decisions on a soul level before I even come into this human form. I, Dallas Sear, who grew up in Hartford, Connecticut to, you know, Millie and Kevin and have this experience would never choose something like that to happen to me. Of course, of course, especially not consciously. So how could that have happened if we're the creators of all of our experience? That's the type of stuff that I, that I go into, that level of deepness. And then, and then it's about, well, then how do we apply this on a physical, practical level to make my business better, to make my life better? And why does that even matter when it comes to the relationships that I'm having and what I'm facing right now today? And then it gets really, really practical because then we, we move from, you know, stop resisting and fighting all these old aspects of our lives that we just keep repeating. And we're in these patterns and struggles all based on our old conditioning. Then we get clear of that now, now that you're clear of it, now that you understand it better. Now you can create something new. Nice. Now you can create something different. Most people I know have this, have a, have a, a iPhone six or an iPhone one, but they're trying to download an iPhone like 10 app on it. <laughs> and they're wondering why the app won't fix or the app won't work. And they keep forcing it, forcing it, all this new hack, this new strategy, this new technique, and it won't work because they're trying to put it onto an old system. I clear the system. Then when you put it in a new app, it works like this because there's nothing trying to compete with it. Yeah. You have the business now. Oh, there's definitely power to clean cleaning your slate. Like I mean, when I when I fly out and when I fly out uh Wednesday morning yeah. for my 10-day excursion to Colorado, that's that, I I zen out when I'm skiing, man. But, oh, I want to go to Colorado. Oh, dude, but here's the thing. Last year, I go every year. Last year, I stayed a little bit still plugged in, right? Like I'm still I'm doing all my social media like, you know, promoting my crazy lifestyle cuz I love my lifestyle. It's awesome. But then I was oh. like, you know what? Am I really in the moment? My fiance and I are getting married next year. We're going to do a heli skiing wedding in Banff, Canada, um, you know, in the backcountry and crap, doing crazy, you know, adrenaline junkie stuff. That's my lifestyle. So it's like, wait a minute. One year from March, I'll be doing this next year in, in Banff. I was like, that's going to be amazing. And I was like, also, but me personally, not even her, but me personally, I was like, I've been plugged in so much, you know, social media marketing, branding, market. I'm like, dude, I need to unplug. So, so this whole trip, I mean, I'll do, I'm going to do a Facebook live video from the airport. I'm like, all right, guys, see you in 10 days. Peace. And I'm shutting it down. All right. It's clean slate. Awesome. So, and I haven't I done that in a while. And I, I just realized I'm like, dude, I've been plugged in for a while. And we it's get like, it, I feel like we get fun. We get scared to miss out. You know, it's just, let's, it's, let's be real. Well, you just said there's so many apps now you could schedule everything. Like I can, I can schedule out if I want to, I can make sure there's a post happening every single day on Instagram. I can make sure there's a post happening every day, every single day on Facebook. I'm not worried about that. Maybe I will do that. Maybe I'm not. I'll decide on that tomorrow. Cause I just don't care. I, I do care about my followers and I care about the people who have found connection with live the fuel. But also if I'm being true to my word and what we preach on this show and what I put out there is like you on Instagram and everything else is like, yeah. they'll still be there in, uh, you know, in 10 days. Yeah, <laughs> if anything, the they may miss me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the best way to show what's possible. They're like, Oh, I can unplug for 10 days. Yeah. yeah. We are. Now, now I will tell the listeners, I mean, we, we've, we got plenty of podcasts for you guys. So when this, this, this will air after I get back from vacation, but trust me, I've got, the next two weeks already booked out. So we're good. Like we're not going to, the podcast never shuts down. It's all planable, schedulable, and that's the beauty of technology. Right. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm at that point where I've been a little overwhelmed lately. I'm like, I have a lot of new things, ideas for growth, but to your point, 
you reach a point where there's just so much crap downloaded into your head. You yeah. got to make space. You got to make room. I mean, yeah. I, I quick flashback as we bring the show to our close, but it's like, dude, I can remember in the nineties, my first startup company job was a, uh, call center outsourcing company. When you used to dial four one one, we've got so many similarities. Dude, this is scary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there was a company back in the day called info NXX. And then they became, I think nowadays they're KGB something. They're all over the world now, but they started right here in my area here in Pennsylvania. And that was my first job out of high school, like a major, major job. And I used to have almost, I had, actually, I had every single area code in the country memorized. Because when you dialed 411, nowadays it's Verizon. Back then it was Bell Atlantic Mobile. When you mm -hmm. dialed 411 on your cell phone, you actually got us. We were the outsourcers for directory assistance. So I had to know every state. And back then, like eight, like for example, like the 860 area code didn't exist back then. It was 203 only in Connecticut for the longest time. And here locally, I've got uh, 610, but now we got 215 and 484. I used to know all that crap. But eventually it's like, okay, if I'm going to memorize new things, I don't need that data anymore. My brain naturally is going to push some of that stuff out. Now I can still off the cuff say 909 is Alaska. You know, 213 is Los Angeles. 310 is Los Angeles. So I still got some of it in there. <laughs> Yeah. I figured you'd get a kick out of that, but that's huge. Well, I mean, what you're sharing is, is I believe relevant on both a, an emotional level on a physical level, clearing out the shit in your house, yep. mental level, clearing out the things in your mind. And, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that enough people understand the degree to which their old patterns and conditionings are taking up space as well as really driving the entire experience in their life. And well, so you talk about cleaning out the shit, right? It, that's yeah. a powerful word I use all the time. Cleansing. Yeah. Cleansing. I didn't do, I didn't do detoxification or cleansing practices in my life until I told firefighting when I beat sure. the crap out of my life so much like health wise and fitness wise, because of the job that yeah. I, like I started experiencing things like adrenal fatigue. I didn't even know what adrenal fatigue was back then. I didn't know. Cause yeah. I never, I never, I worked hard in my life, but I never worked that hard in my life. <laughs> totally get that. Yeah. That's more popular too. Adrenal fatigue. Like you're probably a fan of minimalism a little bit, right? Yeah. I, well, what, I, what I'm recognizing is, is that evolution is simplicity. It, 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 the universe only knows the, the most simplest and effective way to do what it does. Mm -hmm. e ecology, you know, only knows the most simplest way, you know, uh, um, the, the, the way that uh, photosynthesis, the way that a, a, a tree takes in the, the light and what it does with it, the, the universe creates simplicity. The more that we evolve, the more simple things get, get to be. Get to be, and I know that sounds counterintuitive when people are like, "Oh my God, there's so much more this and so much more that, and everything's so much more complex." But think about what it used to take to send a message a hundred years ago, or to travel to India a hundred years ago, and what it takes now. Oh yeah, look, people get pissed. on a grand scale. Everything's getting easier. Uh, I was I was on a, a business development uh, trip last week in upstate New York with one of my my biggest client, and mm -hmm. we're in Buffalo, New York, which is like mm -hmm. five and a half hours from here. And mm. so I was like, Hey, we're going to drive back. It's like a six hour drive with gas stops and everything else. And I was like, which way you want to go? Major highways or back roads? She's like, I don't care. I'm like, all right, we'll take some of the back roads. And yeah, probably added 20 minutes onto the trip. But it was just, you know, different scenery yeah, and we're coming in and out and she's on Verizon and I'm on AT&T and she starts freaking out. Cause she can't get data coverage. Cause she's trying to work on her computer the whole time. And I'm like, well, you have two options unplug or hop on my AT&T phone. Cause I got hotspotting too, but it's like, what you just said about technology is like, dude, back in the day, none of that existed. Hell, you go, you go way enough back. 
people were like excited when telegraph was, was invented. So that's right. <laughs> millennials study your history. No offense, but it's like telegraphing, like sending messages over wires. I mean, it was, <laughs> we, we take, we, I, I said this quote the other day, man, we have so many first world problems yeah. in this country. hundred percent. Oh my God. And that, 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 that's because evolution is simplicity. So the more that things evolve, the more, the, the more, the more things are possible in a shorter period of time and the more simple things do become over time. Yeah. Your, your ability to, to make an impact is more simple now because now, is that a component and ignite your purpose, like getting back into the simplicity piece or is that really yeah. in those well, earlier? Yeah. It is to a degree because we talk about simplifying, we talk about cleaning things up. And so, you know, one, one thing I will reference is like, what is creating clutter in your physical environment? What's creating clutter in your emotional environment and your mental environment? Let's clean those out. And, and also the idea of evolution, creating more simplicity. So we can make transformation and change in our life simple we can make it enjoyable it, it, the old school way was it needed to be dark and it was hard and it took so much work and it took so long and i believe we're in a very massive uh, transition period where it can be it can be easier right now it gets to be easy well i, I think whether it be the technology whether it be some of the freedoms that we've developed in this world but we have definitely way more freedoms i mean hell you and I can flash back to our childhood. There's way more freedoms than we have today, but we also should not take them for granted. I think the biggest thing that I've taken out of it, also simplicity of life, is that, yeah, I'm not a wildland firefighter anymore. I don't live out of my car anymore, but uh, I still love my simplicity. Like, my fiance wants a little bit more space in our next house, but but we have a renter upstairs, which pays for a good chunk of the mortgage. And we only have a 1,000 square feet on the first floor of the house, but this is her great-grandmother's house she bought from the family's estate. We've restored the whole first floor. So it's like this cool history component. And I love the simplicity. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a, a little bit bigger office or something like that. But I, I think the other, thing, the other thing I've had to realize about myself over the past couple of years, li- you know, living and co- co-living and cohabitating is that your simplicity and your minimalism does change and can morph. Like I yeah. still, I still love like every month or two, I find a way to give something away to goodwill. I can't help it. Like, hold on. If I haven't worn that piece of clothing in at least one year, it's gone. And yeah. I mean, she 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 busts on me because I literally own two pairs of blue jeans. I'm like, right. I I don't need any be- more than that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I have buddies of mine. Are like my, my one guy friend's got probably like 20 pairs of shoes. I was like, hey, I everybody everybody's got their own level of simplicity. My own point is like. I love to promote a little bit of minimalism. Um, I mean, yeah, Grant. I, mean, I, I, I do too. Yeah. I, I, I do it. Be, I do it because it makes me more mobile and agile. Yes. And because it declutters my life, and then I feel lighter. But I love clothes, so like you said, everyone can do it differently. Like I have a lot of clothes and a lot of shoes, yet I have I don't have a ton of other things. Yet I'm also always going to be cared for. I rather have regular massages and do and do regular floats and do like things like Twenty Three and Me. Put more money in places like that. Did my, my, my first saltwater float three months ago. Right. Love, love, you know, you know, deprivation tanks and doing floats. So like for me, like, like, okay. So my beloved and I, I'll I'll wrap with this. My beloved and I are about to go traveling. Our intention is to go nomadic for a year. We're going to start, start in India, come back to San Diego. Then we're probably going to go to Croatia, Spain, um, Thailand, uh, Costa Rica. And so we're looking at all the things that we can get rid of. And we've, I mean, we're in a five bedroom, five bath home. 
right? With like pool and jacuzzi and waterfall, you know, it's an epic. <laughs> we call it the we call it the magical manifestation home. You know, like it's, it's an epic. Yeah, you set you right? set your manifestation goals, and wow, one day you can get them. Fucking nailed it. Yeah. So so sorry for the swear. So so I mean, we live okay. in an epic house. This is open and, format. Okay, good. And, and, what I, and what we recognize is we don't necessarily, like we achieved it and now we don't necessarily need all that right now. We might come back to that and even more in the future. Yet right now we decided to downsize. Then I decided, wait, maybe we're not downsizing because that sounds like limitation and scarcity. Mm. We're right sizing. Then I was like, you know what? We're not right sizing because we're about to hit the road. We are travel sizing. Like so that. everything everything in our houses is if we don't need it, we're getting rid of it. We're gonna put it into a container and we're just gonna we're gonna go live around the world for a year. I think that's amazing. I mean, uh didn't uh you and I both follow Preston Smiles? Uh yeah, did, one of my did best he, didn't he do some of that with his girl? Yeah. Well he I mean they they traveled a lot to yeah. Africa, to Mexico, to Australia. Well they're, they're, just, every year we we see each other well, out at uh Thrive, well, you, actually, you got to come out to Thrive Make Money Matter, man. Yeah, I went. I went last year. I was there. Last oh, year. I, was in, I was in the audience. I was there. Yeah, I was there. I've, I was I've been there, there for the past. I, I was in San Diego two years ago, and I was in Vegas this past year, and I'll be back again this year. Yeah, awesome. So, yeah, we yeah, have too I, much crap, and we had too much crossover. A lot. I'm surprised we didn't meet sooner, man. Because I, I was there. You know, last year Mike O'Neill was he was hosting. Uh, not well, not yeah, not this season, but last season he was uh, in San Diego. He was yeah, he was like the Mater D or whatever the host of the event. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that's why that's I came the, out because because he was my original co. Uh, oh my, I guess you want to call my original coach to help get the podcast launched. So I was like, hey man, I gotta go out and support my boy Mike. So totally, yeah, so yeah, that's, that's cool. Preston and I have been friends since 2012. We, 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 he's one of my best friends. I just I was at his house uh, before the baby was born. And- nice, yeah. Oh, which is sad. Like actually, literally. When we were in San Diego, we we wrapped. I, I I was talking to them over lunch. I was like, I got to get you guys on the podcast. We I still have not gotten them on the podcast. I've probably had over twenty thrivers on this podcast already. And literally, Cole, <laughs> literally Cole Hatter was like, I, I had Cole on too, and Cole's like, I told him all this. He's like, like this is just these are just co-hosts. Like these two post-it cards, you can barely even see it, are full yeah. of names. This is from these names are from two thousand, actually after the San Diego event. I've had people oh, on since wow. last year's event. And he's like, dude, you should awesome. re- you should re- you should relaunch your podcast as like the thriving podcast or something. I'm like, <laughs> I was totally. like, dude, I could take all the episodes that were just thrive. I could launch probably at least a 50 episode podcast just with those episodes. The thrive season, they can run yeah. one of the seasons. Yeah, but you see, that's so cool. That. It's it's a power yeah. of again back to law of attraction, manifestation, like surrounding yourself with the right energy, the right people. Uh, these are all tricks of the trade, if you want to call them that way. These are all hacks, if you want to call them that way. Uh, I have increased the level of uh, quantity of my events that I attend uh, every mm-hmm. single year, but you have to keep a balance with that too. You don't be overwhelmed or over-informed, but I keep mm-hmm. modifying. But the one event that I've actually committed to is Thrive. Thrive, yeah. quick thing to show yeah. you, but you, as of January 1st this year, I've switched my business over to a for-purpose business model. So- mm-hmm. I'm still figuring out the mathematics, but for at least for the first quarter, I was like, all right, 1% of all income gross before I do anything else, taxes, anything, 1% all goes into a special bank account now for 501c3 initiatives. And then like next quarter, I'm going to increase it to 5%. And my, my master plan is like going forward as this, as my business grows or my businesses grow, I want no less than 10% going to like people do this in church. Like they give a certain amount of their income to church. I want to do this for, amazing not-for-profits that I come across like Thrive and what he does in Mexico and it's just 
when I was able to pull the trigger on that this year, I was like, man, that's a whole different level. I'm like, this is cool. And that was all thanks to thrive. Yeah. It's a great community. You know, um, you know, Mark Lack, all all those, all those people that have, that I've seen speak, they're all friends of mine and I, and they share so many similar values and you want to surround yourself with people who, who are on a a similar trajectory and path that are, uh, you know, up to good things. And that, that are, um, I believe making a, a, definitely a positive impact. And I'm all for, for benefit huge. I have a a friend of mine who's a great leader in that space. His name is uh, Andrew Hewitt. So, Oh yeah. Um, yeah, game changers. Nice. Yeah. So, so are these well, all components that you actually have later in some of the chapters of your ignite your purpose too? Like, do you get into some of the everything that we're kind of like we're like knowledge bomb dropping right now, like little tidbits? <laughs> but are these pieces that are built into different components of your course? Yeah, under, understand your life and how you created it, and stop resisting and fighting it. Understand your past conditioning. And all of the reasons why you think, because like I, I can see an accident and someone else can see an accident and have two versions of that same situation. I could be raised in a household and my brother be raised in a household and we have two different outcomes as individuals. And there's a reason for that. So being able to understand your history and, and why you think the way that you think, because a lot of people are like, oh, control your thoughts and then you'll change your emotions and you'll change your actions and you'll change your results. But no one thinks that they don't, no one understands that they don't think to think. We're, what start? What? Where does the thought come from? What if you can get before the thought level and then change your thoughts even before they happen? And and so I get beyond even the thought level to what was the conditioning that created the way that you think specifically, hmm. and then we we start to get to a place of whole new level of acceptance and forgiveness because too many people are fighting the shadows, which is creating anxiety, it's creating fear, it's creating addictions. Um, even people who are really addicted to work, addicted to what might they might perceive as positive things. Um, addicted so like, to striving and grinding or hustling and grinding, and grinding, right? So, so, so moving beyond the shadows of their life and learning to really, truly love themselves, forgive the people in their lives. So they're not, so they're not, um, you know, feeling the pain of all of the past relationships that have dissolved that they, that they're, you know, uh, still, still fighting with. And now, now we can look at, okay, cool. What would you want to ideally create? Cause most people, they go into these, they go into self-help things and they get the new material, as I was saying earlier, and they try to put it onto the old way of thinking, the old system, the old patterns and behaviors. And they try the new system. And what they're doing is it's like, they're trying to, to shit. They're trying to shove the square peg into the round hole and make the new system work. And what I say is if, if you can understand how you've been operating and why you've created what you've created, then you'll understand why the new system isn't working because you're not accepting it. You're not open to receiving it. You don't even know why or how you're blocking the new tip or strategy or hack. Right. So if we get you clear of all that. Now you can have that new that you, you can like the, the, the lives that people build when they go through this program, what they what they see as possible and what they design and then what they experience after they design it is drastically different than if we try to architect that ideal life on the front end before doing all the clearing work first. Drastically different hmm. because they're entirely two they're entirely two different people at that stage. True. So now what they think is possible has up-leveled. The way that they see themselves creating it is dramatically different. And what you mentioned earlier, alignment. Yeah. 
they're now so much more clear and aligned to what they really want to be doing in the world versus what they think they have to do out of scarcity or fear or out of proving themselves or out of what they think their parents want for them. Now it's coming from a pure, clean place. And now they understand really what their purpose is. Because I don't, I don't believe a purpose is a thing you're supposed to do. Hmm. I believe it's an essence. It's, it's, it's an energy. It's a state of being. It's a state of being. Exactly. It's what you bring to the world. The vocation is secondary. Yeah. That's just a vehicle for it. It's a channel. There's a great quote. I can't remember exactly. And actually, it's on my scheduled stuff that I wanted to kind of blast while I was on vacation. And, mm-hmm. But it's, you can't be, I'll just short circuit it. You can't be a poor uh, philanthropist, right? Like it's, <laughs> right? Like, okay. Yeah. I've spent, totally. I've spent years doing volunteer work, dude. I've, when I was, I mean, when I first got into volunteer work, I was like, a just, just helping with a local cancer fundraising charity for cancer vaccine research. And next thing you know, I'm running the website. This is back in my twenties. And then we're raising six figures a year for local cancer vaccine research happening at a local hospital. So it was an awesome experience. Then next thing you know, I'm, I'm building homes for Habitat for many, like all these things they're volunteering and it, it's definitely helped shape me to who I am today. And I still love getting my hands dirty and, and doing some hands-on volunteer work, but you only have so much time in a day. You only have so much, uh, you know, time to give. So what I have found over the years and through all the volunteer work I've done is that eventually somebody has to start and pardon the term leveling up or embracing the fact that, wait a minute, what if I take my vocation, take my income and find a way to serve and bring more purpose? So wait a minute, if you flip your mindset, now all of a sudden maybe you don't hate your vocation because that's your balance. And maybe that's what you're doing for the next year until you get inspired to start your own entrepreneurial initiative or whatever it may be. But like, that's the, that's the, that's one of those big, flipping of the switches that I think a lot of people have never even fathomed yet. <laughs> oh, nailing it. They, nailing they need it. your clean slate, man. They got They got They got to, in order to ignite your purpose, ladies and gentlemen, you do have to clean the slate. You got to at least wipe it clean temporarily. So you can at least get your eyes opened to all these other things. And, and I'm just giving you a, a slight taste. <laughs> yeah. I'm loving this, man. Yeah, we we covered some. Either we could keep going. Clearly, this well, is, I mean, we but we've already hinted, man. I mean, we'll have to get you back on anyway because I'm definitely going to geek out. I'm probably I'm actually I might actually schedule this. I'm unplugging from the online space per se as far as social media and posting and all that. But yeah, you know, yeah. the the vacation I can't ski all day long. So after yeah. the apre and the, <laughs> and the spas and the massages and all that, like I definitely want to work in some of these uh, my my self work projects. Like open awesome. up. I'm opening up this space for me to do stuff. Yeah. I might have to put the the gene keys, man, on the project because then yeah, we'll so get you huge, back on here and dig into that. Huge! I would love, love, love that. It's one of my favorite things to d- to dive into. And that you know, long story short, there's a book that goes with it. So you get the book, gene keys, and then you do your chart. Those are the two things. Okay. I would do them. I would do those immediately. They're amazing. You'll love it. Yeah, I think you can get the book on on your Kindle if you're already traveling. You just want to do it immediately. Long story or, or short, or I'll just have a drop ship to our house in Colorado. There you go. And then, then the last thing is, is those two audios. Oh, they're so good. That's like plain listening to man. So oh, wait, hold on. So wait, real quick for our listeners again and the watchers, I just want to make sure I'm right on the board here. So what is the audios that I want to download? What are they called again? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's the book of knowing and worth by Paul Siegel. Okay. Knowing and worth. I already have that one of the best audible books I've ever listened to. And then uh, I, I like you have a large library. I love consumerism. And then, uh, and then, and then awaken the species, which is the fourth book in conversations with God by Neil Donald Walsh. Okay. So the name of the fourth book was actually awaken the species, awaken the species. Bingo. Bingo. 
And I, I can promise you, like there has been books and audios that I've heard in the past when I was not necessarily open to the philosophical, spiritual, metaphysical at the level I am now. And I would hear it and I'd be like, what? And I had to come back to it, but a seed was planted. Now I absorb this thing, this stuff like this voraciously. And I'm like, all things are possible. Why not? We live in a world of infinite possibility. So if something's talking about aliens, I'm like, yep, makes sense. So, so, so I'm willing to go anywhere and everywhere. Oh, I, I agree with you, man. I, I yeah. am so much more open. <laughs> Why not? I think right? the word, I think the key word there is being open, right? Like yeah, we've spent years getting molded and groomed and I, I think reaching points of restriction and we've not, and, and it's taken uh, you and I, for example, a lot of effort and a lot of time to get reopened again and open to other, other points yeah. of view, going back to our point on the whole, uh, the secret, like, dude, yeah. again, if I, if I rewind five, six years ago, I would go back in time and I'm like, man, like I was not as open as I am now, all these different fundamentals, all these different principles, all these different concepts. And that's all. I'm, I think that's a great way to kind of sum up the show today is that, dude, open up and just consider the possibilities. And if you can't, maybe this is one of the programs that you need to be looking at, ladies and gentlemen, is maybe you got to find a way to ignite your purpose. Maybe you got to check this bad boy out. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. It, it is about it becoming more willing and more open because yeah. everything else will unfold from there. So, oh, and so for the listeners, I, I, you're, after we're done with the show today, you'll have to send me this link, but we're going to get this stuff linked into the website show notes for you guys. So awesome. don't, don't worry, man. We'll, we'll have a link. You can click right on it from com from his episode and you'll be able to go and check this all out. Yeah. And my question to you too is like, you know, are you noticing things happening in like a, a speedier level of synchronicity in, in your business and life? I'd say the past two years, especially. Yes. Right. It's right? things start flowing smoother and yeah. I, I still, let's be real. I'm competitive. I still get some frustrations here and there. And my yeah. fiance called me on that like a couple weeks ago. She's like, Scott, you are so in need of vacation. Uh, Cause it's just been go, go, go. And yeah. I was like, yeah, and that's that's why I added in this this big phase of unplugging, right? It's like, dude, I need to do this, not just for myself, but for her and for us, right? Our future, because yeah. I'm not, I, I've been so go, go, go. I'm now realizing this, right? I'm more self-aware. It's like, oh, Scott, time to unplug, dude. You got to clean some slate out. You got you got to wipe some things out. You got to see what else has actually been sitting there just outside of your brain, but you have, you've been so so driven, you haven't let it in. That's why I love Thrive, dude. When I go out to Thrive, it's just a massive brain dump. <laughs> totally. totally. I mean, we can't always go to San Diego and Vegas, right? Uh, so <laughs> so, so th this early 2000 brain dump will be happening in the, in the mountains of Vail, Colorado. So uh, Enjoy it, brother. Enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have some sick brain dumping, man, on your nomadic travels. Oh. That's... Oh my God. The freedom and space that's going to open up. I'm very that's, that's literally one of my goals. Like, I mean, not maybe not necessarily nomadic, but it's like, because uh, back in November, we, we got to go to South Africa for two weeks. I've never taken a two week trip before. So that was amazing. And we traveled all over South Africa, got to do safari and, and she, my fiance is a horse doctor and a chiropractic doctor for large animals. So she got to mm -hmm. do some studying while she was there too. So it was just a great experience, but it's like, yeah. these are the freedoms that you can create yeah. Once you've aligned everything you're doing and you should never, you'll get to a point where you stop saying, Oh, I can never take two weeks off. Mm -hmm. That was me literally two years ago. So this, yeah, the, this, this past year, I'm like, I'm taking two weeks off. 
the one gift I'll leave all of you with is is I I, I there's certain languaging that I teach my clients, and one of the things that I make sure none of my clients when they're working with me ever say is I can't, and they always replace it with how can I? Mm-hmm. It's either I choose not to at this time so that you feel empowered and you're taking back your choice or it's how can I? That's it. Those are the only two things. Mindset, baby. Mindset. I love it. The vernacular is key. Language is key. Language is huge. Yeah. Conscious language and conscious language and conscious language. Well, so normally I, I close out the episodes by having my co-host give the final words <laughs> that could all encompass everything we're doing. But it sounds like you kind of just dropped a, de- a, a nice statement here for our final words, but I'll, I'll throw it out there. Is there anything else that you wanted to sum up everything with? Because I love the way you just kind of threw that in there. So I feel good. I feel like we yeah. covered quite a bit. If anyone has any questions, they can they can definitely send us an email at uh, info at ignitepurpose.tv. And again, uh, all, sure ladies and gentlemen, all this stuff's going to be in the show notes, all of his yeah. Facebook, Instagrams, YouTubes. Yeah. We always hyperlink everything to keep Google happy. Google loves websites backlinking to each other. Um, mm. it, it's basically one of my hidden requirements for myself. I'm like, I'm a marketing guy. Like, if I can't help my co hosts grow their brands online, I'm going to take myself off the air. <laughs> Uh, but Hangtown, I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Dallas Sierra of Ignite Your Purpose. So again, go back to lilyfield.com, check out all of his links. We're going to have that special link for you to go check out his program. And just take a deep breath and consider the possibilities. That's how I want to close out the show on my end. Uh, thank you for listening into another powerful Live the Fuel podcast show where we fuel your health, your business, your lifestyle. And as I've said before, we'll say it again, you too can live the fuel. Talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, First off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7s resource guide. It's a free offer. And it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brands section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just a quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts, you got Pure Vitamin Club, you got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight or improve your athletic performance, or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and E-Pilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously, as it says, it's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors I've actually now had on the podcast. So 
feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle-directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, uh, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.